0: Who's ready for the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. Open up your Bibles with me if, if you can to 1 Colossians chapter 3. We'll be going there in just a moment. 1 Colossians chapter 3. Uh, last week, I did not get to preach my message. The Holy Spirit took over. We were praying for people and uh, the Lord was touching in this place. But I want to kind of pick off, uh, pick up where I, uh, where I was supposed to end last week. Uh, the Lord... I was praying and the lord uh really just spoke to me about how uh we we need to be equipped to fight and we need to understand the ways that he has our back the ways uh the ways in which he is fighting for us and giving us things here on the earth to uh, fight with us, and one thing that the Lord does the way He prepares us to fight is that He gives us wisdom and He gives us knowledge and He gives us people that that, that stands in our path that He allows us to connect with to speak into our life knowledge is knowledge is powerful knowledge is powerful, but knowledge is simply information if you are not using what he is speaking to you, amen? Whenever you pray, God, give me a word from heaven. God, speak to me from heaven. God does not give knowledge from heaven without giving you instruction how to use it. God is never going to give you a word that, 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 that's just to tickle your ears. That's not the way he operates. But when God gives you a word from heaven or allows someone to speak into you through a word of knowledge, guess what? It, guess what? He, he is giving that to you because he wants you to use it instructions, He instructions come with knowledge that he gives. And instructions involve protocol. Last week during the second service, I believe it was, I used the word protocol and someone was asking it like, what is protocol when you are talking about it? And instructions involve protocol because protocol is a method in which we do things Protocol is a method in which we do things. Protocol defines environments. Protocol, the way things happen, everything in your life, every every job, every church, your home has a protocol and it defines the environment of your home, of your job, of your family, of your house. And every environment has a protocol and an expectation. And if you don't know how to adapt to the protocol, you cannot enjoy the fullness of that environment. I was using the example in first service and I'll use it with you all today that I can walk up the street here in Steak and Shake. Uh, and I can walk in with flip flops and I can have shorts and a t-shirt on Um, but I cannot walk uh, I cannot go drive downtown Atlanta to an expensive gourmet restaurant and and, and then fix me a seven course meal and I cannot walk in with flip flops on and with shorts on why? because these restaurants have two different protocols but even, even whenever you go to the beach there are some uh, restaurants there on on the shore where you can literally walk out of the salty water with your bathing suit on and walk into that restaurant and you can sit down and be served. Why? Because that is the protocol. But there are other places in those same towns where you may need a coat and a tie to even make it past the valet parking. Why? Because that is their protocol. It's their protocol and it defines the environment that has been formed and if you cannot adapt The protocol. If you cannot shift to meet that protocol, you cannot partake in that environment. I cannot walk into some restaurants with no shoes on. Why? That is their protocol. But if I can't shift, if I can't put some shoes on, I cannot partake of what that restaurant, of what that environment has for me. Are you following me this morning? Say amen. There are some things to get you in different protocols that you have to adapt to. Daniel had to be under the king. Daniel had to sit under the king for three years before he was allowed to be in the decision-making process Three years he had to sit and understand and and, and listen to and, 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 and get a hold of the environment. He had to learn the culture and the protocol three years before he could be used, before Esther could even go before the king. She had to soak in oil and fragrances. For one year, people were coming in and soaking her and rubbing her body down so that her body had that protocol fragrance so that she could even go before the king. She had to smell a certain way. And if she would have not been willing to participate in that protocol, she would have never been able to participate in that environment. Before Joseph could go before Pharaoh, guess what? He had to shave his beard while it was custom for him, an Israelite, to have a beard. Egyptians were marked by being clean shaven. So although he was not born an Egyptian, he had to adapt to that protocol if he wanted what that environment had for him. He had to break some of his tradition and step into a new protocol so that he could rule in Egypt. It's just the way that it is. And he realized if I want to rule here, I've got to break some tradition. Listen. There are too many people in the church that miss out on a move of God. They miss out on an environment where God is moving, all because they cannot get into the right protocol. Wednesday, I was walking here as the Spirit was moving, and I was looking around, praying, God, don't let anybody miss this moment. Don't let anybody go home and say, I I, 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 I didn't receive anything there. God, don't let anybody miss the moment because they're so stuck in their protocol that they can't get in the river of glory. God, how can somebody be standing in an environment like this, oh God, and when the river is flowing through the door and they're just standing there and, they, and they're and they not even wet with this glory. God has a protocol, but there are some that never get to enjoy the fullness of his glory, the fullness of his presence. Why? The word says that I will enter in his gates with thanksgiving. I will come into his courts with praise. The word tells us to come boldly before the throne room. And while all of this is going on and God is giving us the word on his protocol, a lot of people in the church feel that that time of worship is simply music and it is simply and order of the service, they feel like it is something fun that just passes the time. It's entertainment, but they don't understand that it's so much more. It's a protocol on how to get into his glory. They don't understand that they can't get anything out of my word. They can't get my passion. They can't get the man falling from heaven. They don't understand that no matter how great I may preach that day, they cannot receive the fullness of the word because they did not get into the proper protocol they did not enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise with that being said how many of you have been given the lord thanks today how many of you have been given him praise because if you have not you cannot receive the fullness of a moment like this breaking the protocol when it's time to give Sometimes we don't participate because that's not our protocol. And now we have churches that want the blessings of God, but they don't want to follow the protocol of the kingdom. There is a protocol of giving. It's called tithe. And then we get mad when we see someone else getting the blessing. But were you willing to break the protocol of your life to receive something from the Lord? Do you know that when someone becomes president of the United States, the moment that they it is declared a victory for them, they get a phone call and lessons, they begin to get, lessons on etiquette that teach them the proper protocol of their office. They receive instruction. They they, they teach them when to stand up and when to sit down and how to shake hands and, and when to salute the flag. All of this, why? Because it is an environment and it is a protocol. And our ability to adapt to the protocol, our ability to receive instruction, our ability to receive a word from the Lord determines if we can have the blessing of that environment. A question for you today, can you receive instruction? I don't know about you, but I don't like anybody to tell me what to do. Can I get an amen? Especially if you don't know what you're doing. Can I get an amen? But can you receive instruction? Can you receive instruction? I know you can probably receive instruction through God, but can you receive instruction from God through someone else? I hear an alarm going off. I need somebody to step outside that door and silence that alarm. I don't know if anybody's out there with the alarm. Could somebody just get out there? Don't make me walk back there and do it myself. I think think if you hit silence, I think it should work. Thank you so much. First Colossians chapter three, verse 17. I just had to point out the elephant. I didn't see anybody moving. I had to call somebody to do it. Thank you for receiving the instruction to turn off that alarm. Thank you. First Colossians chapter three, verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ, One of the things that God, one of the ways that God has our back, as I've been talking about, one of the ways that he equips us is that he gives us instruction. He puts people in our path. He is a father figure, and f- good fathers know how to give good instruction. He gives us instruction so that whenever we get out of our protocol, we can get into a kingdom protocol, but can we receive what he has for us? God can speak to us in an audible tone, but guess what? I have found out that more times than not, he gives us instructions through other people. God's kingdom operates on a system of honor. Whenever you honor, honor what he puts in front of you, guess what? He blesses you. Whenever whenever he puts a gift in front of you, whenever he puts a word in front of you and you honor it, guess what? He blesses it. Matthew chapter 10, guess what? He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives uh, a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever receives a little child, a little one, and, and gives them a cup of water in the name of a disciple, surely I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Are you catching the tone and the phrase of what is happening here? Jesus keeps putting the Weight of following instructions, not on the people giving the instructions. But on the receiver, he says, if you receive, if you receive, if you receive what I have for you, there's blessings, if you receive. So what that means is that God puts the burden on me to see you and to see others correctly. What that means is that God puts a weight on me. He puts a call on my life, not only to see you as Joe or Sally, but to see your gifts and your talents and your abilities, to see see the people that he has that are anointed in my life. And all throughout scripture, we see God operating like this in the law of representation, where he is speaking through people, where he is sending people out to represent him. In the book of Genesis, we see it from the first, first few chapters. He creates Adam. And what? As what as a representation of him on earth. And here he is. The word even says that he was created in his image and in his likeness to represent him. And the word says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. If you receive it, there is a blessing in it. Listen, whenever you pray to God, do you know how He answers your prayers? So many times, God asks answers your prayers through people. But do you know how to host someone that is representing the Lord? Do you know how to tell the difference in someone that is coming in the name of the Lord or coming in the flesh? Wisdom is not so is not so much about knowledge as it is about you being able to tell the difference. This is from the Lord, this is not. A wise man can tell the difference. A wise man can recognize a moment with the Lord. Blind Bartimaeus recognized a moment. He was blind, but although he was blind, he could tell this is a moment. God has put his son in my path to give me some information to change, but I've got to break some protocol in order to get what he has for me. What does he do? He breaks protocol protocol in the moment. While everyone was telling him, please be silent, he says, no. I'm going to continue with my praise break. I'm going to cry out. Why? Because I'm in a moment. This is my moment. I'm not going to be quiet. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. All of a sudden, here he is, and he's crying out. I'm not going to stop crying. I'm going to stay focused on God because I'm in a God moment, Zacchaeus. You remember little Zacchaeus singing about him. He was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. He recognized I'm in a moment. I may cannot see over anybody's head, but I realize God has put his son in my path and I've got to receive him. He had to operate. He had to separate himself. He had to break protocol. This little guy climbs up in a tree. Everybody's probably looking looking at him like, you look like a freak. He said, I may look like a freak, but I'm going to break protocol to get what I need from him. And that day he was the only one that Jesus went home with. Why? Because he was not afraid to receive what was in front of him and break the protocol. Everyone else thought, This is just another Jesus moment. No, but Bartimaeus and Zacchaeus that day, they had wisdom and they understood there is a gift in front of me. This is my moment, but I've got to break the protocol to get what it is that God has for me. And you and I have to be able to recognize when there is something in front of us that is coming in the name of the Lord. Because we've been praying and often we don't even... Even realize that the answered prayer is a person in front of us. Hmm. God said, "I'm going to send people in my name. Receive them, bless them, and I'll bless you." The verse that I read, he said, I'm going to send a prophet in my name, receive them. And it says, you will receive their reward. I'm going to send righteous men and women your way. Guess what you need to do? You need to receive them and you will receive their reward. God has the back of not only the giver, but also the receiver. Because if I don't know how to receive instruction, how can I flourish? If you don't know how to receive what the Lord has for you, how are you going to get to the next level? How are you going to grow? We send our kids to school. Why? To learn, to receive instruction. But when I know how to honor what God has set in front of me, whatever is in front of me, not... Not, not only is in front of me, but it starts to get in me, amen? When I realize that there's something good in front of me, whatever is good in front of me starts to get inside of me when I realize how how to care for it, how to receive it. I mean, if you look at the story of the woman at the well, Jesus is sitting by the well and he's asking for water. It was a hot day and he comes at this uncommon time and he is sitting here here and he starts asking this woman for water. First of all, she did not want to break the protocol. Why? Because you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. We're not supposed to be talking. You're a man. I'm a woman. We shouldn't be doing this. But Jesus was there. And then first, she did not want to break the protocol. But secondly, her wisdom was failing her. She could not tell the difference. Is this just a normal man or is this a guilt? from God that that can change my life. She was if you read the story, I encourage you to read it. You may find yourself there because she is going back and forth with Jesus questioning his motives. How how do you want something to drink? And you don't even have anything to, to get it with. And she's going back and forth. And it's like Jesus starts to recognize. He starts to figure her out. And he starts to realize this lady isn't going to get the miracle that I have for her because she doesn't know how to host what the father has sent her way. And he starts to realize she's not going to get what I have for her because she don't even realize the gift that I am. So what did he do? As she she was being apathetic he went prophetic he said go get your husband and then she was like oh my goodness and he began to read her mail because she was like you don't even know who all i've been with you don't know how many men i've got in my closet and all of a sudden what he did he started he he was able whenever he saw her apathy he gave her prophecy whenever he saw her go legalistic he went evangelistic on her And then she recognized that there's something special about what is before me. There is a gift before me. There is instruction and wisdom before me. And all of a sudden, she realizes that what he was doing was special. She recognized, I've got to break the protocol so I can receive what he is bringing to me. I've got to break the protocol so I can receive something. And the word says, that this woman looks at him and says, sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Now I can see this is a gift. Now I can receive this as something special. And Jesus changed her perception. And as he changed her perception, she changed her protocol. And when she finally realized this is Jesus, she received, not only did she receive a word, but now she received a new well because he said, guess what? That that. That's just what Water, but come and drink from this well, and you will never thirst again. She received some information when she broke the protocol that changed her life forever. How does this apply to you? What are you doing? Where are you at? First Colossians said, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. You've got to understand that you need wisdom in this life, and you not only need wisdom, but you need to understand that God puts people in your path, and he may put you in the path of someone standing right in front of you you could be the answer to their prayer but you also have to understand that you encounter people every single day that do not have this wisdom they don't have the wisdom to know that's from the Lord whenever you're sharing something with them you you God is going to encourage you to speak to people sometime and in, they will not be able to receive it because they don't have this wisdom they don't, they don't know what you're talking about but no matter what, no matter when God tells you to do something, it says, whatever you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that the Lord you receive, you will receive the reward of his inheritance, for you serve the Lord. Christ, get this, if you are doing something for man, if you are doing ministry for man, you will not last because man will upset you. Women will let you down. Leaders will let you down. I'm a pastor. There's three to 400 people that come here. There'll be times when I can't be there for you because I'm a man with limitations. And I've come to realize that I can't pastor because of man, but I've got to do it as I'm doing it unto the Lord because there are times when I will fail you. There are times when people will fail you, when leaders will fail you. If you are serving to make me happy, if you are serving to make somebody else happy, you will get offended quickly and you will quit. It's just the way that it works if you're doing it unto man. And I have found out that if you are easily offended in serving or or in, in your serving or in your ministry, you are probably doing it unto the wrong person. It's just the way that it is. You may not like the person you are serving under, you may not like your boss, but you are not doing it for them, you are doing it for God. You could be that thing for somebody that breaks their protocol. You could be that for somebody that starts revival in their life. But no matter if they take it or not, you've got to have the wisdom. And you've got to do it. I'm not doing it for you, I'm doing it unto the Lord. I'm doing it for him. Everything I do is for him, no matter what it is. But guess what? You may not like the people, but you are doing it for God. If it's not unto the Lord, God, change our protocol. Lord, if there's anything that we are doing as a church that's not for you, change our protocol. God, speak to us in such a way that whenever you come in here, We can receive it. Sometimes as a pastor, especially as a Pentecostal pastor, I look around when there's a river flowing and I'm like, how can people just stand here? You ever had one of those moments? You may be that person at a secular concert where you're the one that's always up and everybody's looking at you like, see sea doing? Sometimes I'll look around when I'm in the presence of the Lord and I'm like, how can they not get it? How can they not feel it? How can they not receive it? When the Lord is standing before you with wisdom and knowledge as a gift like the woman at the well. And we're sitting here questioning, I don't know about that today. I can't break my protocol. I, I'm just not feeling it well today. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if I start praising, that means that's gonna take up more time. The preacher's gonna preach 10 minutes. I'm gonna be late to the buffet. I don't know about this. You know I'm right. Some of you couldn't even get in last week because you were afraid I was gonna get up and preach after I prayed for everybody. You know that's right. You're like, I ain't getting up there. I'm hungry. I'll miss my blessing. I don't care. I ain't missing my lunch. And in that moment, when God is standing before you, he's like, come on. Now's the time. You're not doing it for anybody else. You break protocol when you understand I'm not doing this for anybody else but the Lord. And if you can get that in your spirit, when you say, you know what? I don't care what anybody thinks about me. When, when I planted, the, let, let, let me just be transparent. When we started this church a little over two years ago, I was in planning mode, planting mode. I don't care. Like I was doing everything I can to keep everybody here. We needed people. We need people to give, we need people to serve. But now the Lord spoke to me and said, no, 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 no. Do it unto the Lord. And I was afraid to get too happy. I was trying to straddle this fence of being relevant and being spirit-filled. And then I come to the realization, you know the most relevant thing you can be is spirit-filled. It is. The most relevant thing you can be in life is spirit-filled because the Spirit will speak to you in ways that allows you to reach into people's hearts in a way that not, you can't do that. And I'm sitting here and I'm trying to be politically correct and I'm trying to be cute and I'm trying to get everything and I'm trying to grow a church and I'm sitting here trying to... And the Lord's like, no, 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 no. If you will let all that go, I will send a prophet your way if you'll receive it. I'll send righteous people your way, but will you receive it? If you just break the protocol, I will do something in here that you will never be able to do. Your, your, your organization cannot bring people that I can bring. Your, your, your preaching will not be able to bring the people that I can Are you willing to break the protocol? And I have these young people, they want to call me up and say, how do you plan a church? I'm telling them, you better break the protocol. Don't you worry about, no, 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 no. You preach the truth and you get up there, you shout with the rest of them, you praise like you've never praised before. Don't let me watch your live stream and, you, and you're and you asking people to praise and the pastor's sitting here like this on the front row. Oh no, it don't work that way, homeboy. That's what I tell them. I watched your live stream and you're sitting there like, then you get up here like, come on, let's praise the Lord. Nobody gonna praise the Lord unless you break the protocol. And for your house, your house is the same way. It comes down, it flows down. And unless, you're, unless you, the head of your house, are operating in a way, nobody in your house will operate that way. I remember, I remember being a little boy If some of my home church people are watching this, I apologize to you. I mean this with all respect. Sitting in church, 50 people, same 50 people every week. Look around, everybody looks frustrated. We sing the same songs out of the same hymnal, page 180. Everybody will be happy over there, but nobody looks happy down here. I was like, gosh, I cannot wait to get over there <laughs> where there's somebody that's happy. You ever been there where you have everybody's happy and everybody looks angry? Yes. It was the protocol. Yeah, we'd have good services. Every once in a while, a preacher wouldn't give to preach. That's good. It's a good service. I remember thinking 14, 15, Lord, there's gotta be more. Is this it? Lord, there's got to be more. Is this it? Lord, there's got to be more than this. There's, there's got to be more than this. Lord, Is there, there, there has got to be more than this, Lord. Right? And here I am thinking, there's got to be more. And then I get to the place in my life where I'm pastoring and I'm thinking, God, there's got to be more. Now hear the Lord say chase the church will never be the church will never go deeper than you go why because you're the head there's a father in here this 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 morning this afternoon now and guess what the Lord's speaking to you and say daddy you need to break some protocol for your family because your family will never go deeper than you the spirit, If you want the spirit in your house, Papa, you better get the spirit in you. You better break some protocol because this church will never go deeper than I am. This church will never pray more than I do. Why? Because it flows like this. And now God is calling to a church. He said, you got to break the protocol because if the church can't break the protocol, how do you expect it to flow out into the streets? God, let the church go deeper. Give us the wisdom that's standing in front of us. Come on, will you stand upon your feet? Lord, give us, Lord, let us go deeper than that, Lord. Let us go beyond the surface with everything, oh God. Come on, will you just raise up your hands with me this morning? Come on, raise up your hands with me this morning and declare it over your life. The Show me
1: what's real. is
0: church that we don't stay in this pretty little protocol and miss what you are doing in these last days the word says in the last days you will pour your spirit out upon all flesh sons and daughters shall prophesy your old men will dream dreams and the young will catch vision Lord, don't let us miss it because we can't see what is standing in front of us. Because whenever you are in front of us, just like Wednesday night, sometimes we just can't see it. But God, don't let us miss a moment because we're so stuck in our protocol that we cannot get outside of it. But God, I pray we serve like never before. We give like never before. We worship like never before. Why? Because we're doing it unto you, O oh God. We are willing to go against the grain. We're willing to go against the protocol. Why? So we can get in the fullness of your glory. Lord, I pray for this generation of fathers, this generation of men today, God. Lord, I pray that you raise them up to break the protocol of tradition. And they are willing to step in the river. They are willing to step in your glory, oh God. They are willing, Lord, to be flowing in their spirit so it can flow through their home. There are some homes in America that cannot be blessed because the head will not step outside of tradition and open themselves up to you. But God, I pray you speak to every man in this house, oh God. Let them break the protocol. Let them go deeper in you today, oh God. I declare it over this house today. We're gonna break some protocol. We're gonna cry out to you, oh God. We're gonna speak to you. We're gonna break it today, oh God. Lord, let us receive what it is you have for us. Oh, I perceive you are a blessing. I perceive there's something coming our way, oh God. We're doing it up to you, oh Lord.
1: Oh, I'm doing it up to you today. Lord, we worship up to you today. Hey, take me a little deeper. Take me Oh, yeah. I just want to know you, Lord. Break it off today.
0: this together with strong cords of love that cannot be broken. Lord, as we walk around in the marketplace, as we walk around on our job this week, Lord, I pray, oh God, Lord, that you would let us speak blessings into people. Lord, I pray that you would open up our eyes in the spirit. Lord, whenever you've sent something in our path to receive, Lord, that we will receive it, Lord, and you will bless it, oh God. Lord, put us in the path of someone. Let us serve and let us break the protocol. Let us give and break the protocol. Let us be the people who are standing in the paths of people. Let us be a revelation to someone this week, oh God. I give you all the honor. I give you all the glory and the praise today. Be with us today. Keep us safe this week. As we travel, oh God, wrap your arms all around us, oh God. Let your blessings be upon our home. Let your blessing be upon our house, oh God. I give you all the honor and the glory and praise. It's all for you, oh God. I love you today. Can the church say amen? Can the church say amen? Come on, let's agree together today. Lord, I love you today. Remember, register your children for next week to make check-in easy and quick as possible. I pray you have a fantastic Father's Day. I pray you have a great week. I look forward to
1: worshiping with you next Sunday. See you then. You are dismissed.